Blog Talk Radio. Chicago dog. Are you ready? Okay. Yellow mustard, 
All right. Uh, green relish. It's this bright neon green relish. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, fresh chopped onions. Okay. Two tomato wedges. A pickle spear or slice. Uh, two sport peppers and a dash of celery salt. Did you know this? I I didn't know this. And so technically I had one, um, but I hopefully you're not going to think this is blasphemy. I I I had them take off the tomato wedges. So I had a version of my first Chicago dog at a place called Bangers and Lace, um, which is located off of the 1670 West Division in Chicago. For those of you who know it, um, you should definitely go check it out, bangersandlacechicago.com. And their Caesar salad was really, 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 really good. You should definitely try it. What else do I have to tell you? Um, I'm getting used to the the interface that I'm using for this online thing. So I appreciate any quirks or technical things that I'm going through just to sit here with me as I go through them. But I'm looking on the main page here. Let's see. All right. Everything is smooth. You can still hear me. Let's look at some other things that I have been doing this week. Oh, you know, I've been spending a lot of time in bed, so... I ended up looking through uh, Netflix for their on-demand things. And I came across somebody who I visually recognized but didn't really know anything about him. His name is Quentin Crisp. Now, if you were to open up another window as you're listening to this and Google him, he is quite the personality. He is uh, just the ultimate dandy with a hat tipped to the side and a little bit of rouge on his cheeks and... Just a very uh, suave demeanor um, that was quite overlooked and shunned during his era of earlier era of living in the 30s. But I ended up watching two uh, sort of uh, recreations of his life with his uh, influence on the writing. The first one I watched was called The Naked Civil Servant, um, which was a made-for-TV adaption, which I believe was produced by the BBC. And the second one was of his later years, I believe after six years old, he moved to New York City because apparently he just tired of London. So, and that one is played by John Hurt. And he's quite original, and that is what I really admired about him, is that he never apologized for who he was, and he never made excuses, whether it was the era when he was being forced to, you know, he couldn't get jobs. He could only do uh, art or teach dancing, and his options were rather limited. And he says he's always relied on the kindness of strangers to make his way through his life. And even when he began to be rather accept, accepted by the gay community in New York in the 80s and 90s, at one point, because of a comment he made, uh, most of them turned on him and uh, abandoned him. and and at times even found himself uh, kicked out of gay clubs for not looking uh, masculine enough. So uh, it's interesting how he kind of uh, just remained himself through all eras. So once again, his name's Quentin Crisp, and those of you actually may know about him already, and if you're a fan of him, you can call in and chat with me about him. Um, the guest call-in number is 909 8230. You can call me now and chat and say hello. You don't have to be perfect or have the perfect on air personality. You can just say hello. It's 909 362 
Oh, um, too much well, party. We got to get a, a Batman script, and I'll play Catwoman. <laughs> Perfect. All right, um, Sarah. <laughs> Batman, come sit on my lap. I have something perfect to tell you. That's really all I could come up with on the fly. That was that's all I have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Reggie, thank you so much for joining me and replying to my little uh, Facebook post saying I'm testing out my first episode of Sarah Two Time. <laughs> of course, you know I always support everything you do. You to me, you are the coolest girl in LA. You have the best dance parties. You always support oh, my stuff. Oh my lord. I didn't you know, expect compliments, but too. I'm going to let them soak in. That's my new attitude. Soak it in. This. You're a star now. Soak it in. This is like your, this is your Nomi Malone moment. This is, mm. I'm Crystal Connors, and you're Nomi Malone, okay? Oh, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling really good, and I can move all portions of my face because I am Botox-free at 33. Yay! <laughs> so, uh, you have a... I know, right? You are the co-founder of Kamikaze Expo. I'm going to spell it out so everyone Googles it as they're listening to us. It's Kamikaze, C-O-M-I-K-A-Z-E, Expo.com. It's an upcoming uh, comic convention. Now, I know you're going to give me all the sub-genres that are there. I don't have it on the tip of my tongue. November 5th and 6th, 2011, in Los Angeles. Tell me about this. So yes, it's uh it's a big comic, gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, horror, pop culture convention. We're at the Los Angeles Convention Center, and as far as we see it, we are the largest event of its kind in the Los Angeles area, except no imitations. Um, and what we're really trying to do is not just have a convention, but really do an event that inspires people. It's a positive event, not just for the geek community, but that's for ever for the Los Angeles community or in the Southern California community. We, I, I started Kamikaze Expo because, you know, there's a lot of conventions out there that they cost a lot of money to get into, and they're not that good. You know, my convention's really affordable, and it, that we do have a really good lineup, and there's a lot of people that I haven't even announced yet, so things that are going to blow people's mind that we have them. And, you know, it's been really great. The community has been so supportive of us. A lot of big companies are coming to us and wanting to work with us and actors and stars and then also the local community, which is a big part for us that we're all about, like all the local creators, local shops. You know, we we really like that whole grassroots feel. So we're keeping it like a... It's like an organic foods movement, but with comic books. And uh, so, you know, but I, it's been a, it's really awesome. And you know, right now the tickets are only twelve dollars, so it's a champagne show, beer price, and your favorite of all time is going to be there, Sarah. It's Elvira. She's going to come <gasps> hang out with us. Before when you t- when we were talking about being on the air today, I went to the website and I just watched the intro. Everyone needs to go kamikazeexpo.com and. Elvira did the intro, and I was just in love. Like, oh, I love her. She's just so divine. She's so. Divine. Oh, I know. And you know what? She's doing some really special stuff with us. Um, I can't tell you guys what it is, but there's some major Elvira news coming up. So, um, and then there's a lot of other people that are coming too that I also can't talk about. So, kind of boring. But <laughs> well, we'll have the to one talk thing again I can't as it gets about, closer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, the one thing, since you're a female comic book creator, and you know, and all the listeners out there, Sarah's going to be at our show um, mm-hmm. with her awesome comic book. But the true. one thing I've learned 
in in this industry is there's not a lot of female creators out there, or, or they are, but they kind of hide. And I've been looking for them. You know, I have you, and then I have I discovered this really awesome new web comic called PMS Adventures. It's by Lauren Pottinger and Bailey DeRoche. And mm-hmm. it is so funny. Um, it's really brilliant and witty. I, I think you'd like it, too. Um, everyone should check that out. And then also Emily McGinnis, she has a great book called Ties. Um, and these are all L.A. girls, and they're doing some really awesome stuff. And then I just found out today that there's a whole female creator comic book happening called uh, – shoot, I just lost it in my only – it fell off my page. Uh, the woman anthology, and uh, Jill Pantosi is actually doing it. And Jill's basically the queen of the nerds. So it's cool that there's all these girls that are coming out now in the comic industry. I mean, it makes me happy because you know I'm a girl. I think. Yeah. I am. <laughs> no, it's true. I, I I find there's isolation in the work that I've. I you know it, it's funny the things that I've tended towards. I, I whether it was um. I started out like being interested in film and went to radio and ended up DJing and then doing music and there's this kind of a sense of iso- like isolated kind of like I really feel it's important to like nurture the bud of of creativity when you are female because there's a lot of uh, I, I I believe that for every single person but oftentimes I think women kind of do get isolated in ways out of out of fear with their creativity. You know, because I, I, when I remember first going yeah. to things, I thought I had to be a guy. And the fact is, is you know, you know, gender is a construct. But also, you know, I did I realized I didn't have to adapt mannerisms to succeed in any environment. You know, whatever it meant to be, uh, whether you know, masculine or feminine identified. Like I just wanted to nurture any community to so anyone can feel the freedom and unrestrained, you know, expression. So whether it's a dance party or creativity or having you on the air here, it's like you're you're so organized and you have this event and it's in existence created, but I know that your foundation, you know, has a very, you know, grassroots, um, healthy, uh, uh, you know, well, roots, where you, yeah. can't, you don't always find that. There's a, there's a lot of things lost. Uh, and egos uh, that really start overshadowing. Um, and I, I was even thinking that before I came on the air, you know, people that even on Twitter that I, you know, have followed from a long time or musicians or DJs or anyone I've supported in, you just see their personality shift, and you can see it as it's happening. Totally. And, you know, it's nice to know that you're actually creating a, a place and a concept and a, uh, a convention where people can come, and it's it's less exclusive and it's more inviting and to me, that totally. is just refreshing. It's thank you, know. you, thank you so much. I mean, a lot of that too. Like I see that with you know, you and I are both in the industry, and we've seen friends make it and turn into ding dongs and whatever. But like for me, <laughs> ding dongs is totally crazy. the word. <laughs> it is the word. It's the password: ding dongs and d bags. But with Kamikaze Expo. When my brother and I started it, we didn't start this for financial gain. Like, we do really well with our other businesses. And um, we did this as a way to give back because for us, we grew up in the middle of nowhere on this ranch. And what made us into the people we are is the comic books and the the movie, the sci-fi movies, and the fact that we were playing Terminator outside and, you know, shooting each other with paintball guns because we had this creativity always 
flowing, and we were encouraged to do it, and, and almost forced to do it because we didn't have any neighbors. It was just my brothers and I, and so it was really cool that our parents really supported us, always watching movies about pirates and reading, reading, and um, and all the the geek stuff. They really supported us in it, and I think that's what turned us into how we are. And for me, it's such a positive world. Everything about comics and sci-fi and, and animation and all of that is so positive, and it really inspires people. And I feel, you know, we live in L.A., and there's so many people. I, I say this all the time, but people come here every year, millions of people, to follow their dreams. But there's people in our city that are that were born here and live here, and they don't have a lot of dreams to look forward to. Like some areas, it's really bad. And I want to really reach out to those kids. And I want those kids to be at my show. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of give. I, I donated a lot of our tickets to a lot of children's programs and mentor programs because, and I, I don't care if I don't make a penny off Kamikaze, but if I have, like, a couple kids that walk out and say, I want to be a comic book creator because they got to they got to meet someone like you, Sarah, or a Jill or um, the girls from PMS Adventure or an Emily or a Stan or Stanley or an Elvira, then I did my job. I just really want to inspire people, and that's why Kamikaze is it's so different than other conventions. We don't see people like dollar bills. We see it as this is our community. This is a cool thing. This is something our community needs. It's awesome. And that's why we've been getting so many great people like yourself and all of our other friends on board because of, because of that attitude. And we're all about being positive. We're not about making money. I mean, if we were about making money, our tickets would be way more expensive. So um, we just, I just want to inspire people. I want people to be creative because creativity leads to greater things. And you don't even have to be in the creative field as a grown-up, but I feel as a child and a teenager, if you have that creative outlet, it lets you make different choices in your life that maybe you wouldn't made if you were in that cookie-cutter, you know, persona. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I don't know. No, absolutely. And, I, you know, people have been calling it, you know, an extended childhood with, pe- with you know, pe- uh, people in our range, I mean, old Adrian's older and younger, still being interested in this stuff, but I don't think it should ever leave. And that creative spark, the things to me, like, you you know, you said you're in the middle of the country. For me, it was, you know, seeing a crybaby and not knowing what this was. And nobody else cared about John Waters, but I held on to that one movie. And that, wow. you know, or or strictly uh, ballroom uh, with oh, Bosman directing, you know, like those were the yeah. things that, kept realized I was like, there's a world out there, it exists, I don't know where it is, but I'm not going to give up, you know, versus compromising the little things that were important to me. So whether it's yeah. a, you know, a little a little plastic figurine that I gave to my cousin from Japan that made her happy, or a comic or a movie, I mean, these things I think should never be lost and always preserved because they're what make us ha- happy, you know. And I don't yeah, think, I think they, they should always be cared for, you know. Yeah, they are. They're really awesome, and and like and I, you and I are about the same age. And I mean, when we were growing up, I know, I know for myself, it wasn't the internet wasn't all that popular. Not a lot of people had the internet, so it was really hard to find creative stuff. So I remember like sneaking out of the house as as a teenager and like driving to Hollywood and to find like the cool stuff and the underground stuff. And it was so much harder. And now it's it's so awesome that kids could really they can find something really underground like John Waters and not have it be like Crybaby's a great movie, but it's, 
you know, do you remember when you first saw, like, female trouble, and then you were like, what exactly. the hell? This I wasn't ready yeah. at 13. <laughs> I needed to be a little older, and once I saw it, I was like, all right, here we go. Here's my people. <laughs> this, is, this is where we belong. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, no, I was, you know, I was actually in a play with Mink Stoll when I was, I oh, think I was 19 years old. Yeah, it was really, it was called The Facts of Life with a PH, and it was basically The Facts of Life, but instead of women, it was a bunch of drag queens. It was pretty funny. Um, oh, Julie Brown I just get relaxed during that. I just, it sounds like my mothership. I could just go and nest It there. is. Good. Yeah, no, it, it's really cool that, I mean, even, like, someone like you, I mean, there's, the geek culture is really, I, I've been noticing it, like, for the past couple of years, it's not just this um, stigmatized thing, there's all these really cool people coming out that they are geeks, and, you know, it's, everyone's really open about it, and it's really neat to have that, and I mean, you know, like, there's people that you wouldn't ever think that like Star Wars and stuff like that. And then you meet them and you're like, wow, that's so neat. It's like opening so many doors. And you're like one of those people because, you know, uh, uh, just judging for sight, it's like, well, that's just like this really cool hipster DJ chick. But no, Sarah can comic book. Oh, my Lord. Sarah can talk to you about Star Wars. (laughs) Well, yeah. I like that there's less segregation. I don't think it should be segregated. Yeah. You know, I don't think it should. It shouldn't you know, be. I don't. I don't think that whole like Disney divide or like TV divide of geeks and jocks and all that stuff. It's just like I could care less about that, and I always have. You know, and I yeah. think that's why I love talking about like you know Stevie Nicks and make or Fleetwood Mac and make some people uncomfortable and talk about Sade. But I mean. <laughs> You know, because in in whatever other band I want to at the same time, because I don't need to be obscure to be happy. It's like, you know, know, I'm more interested in connecting. But would you believe, like, um, we're not quite at the end of the show, but but the show is only a half hour long. So we have about three or four more minutes, and as we get closer, I'll wrap us up. But uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up that we only have a few more minutes left. well, I think you did great on your first show, and you always have my Aww. support. And oh, well, you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of cool creators. I'll I'll hook you up with to have on your show to talk about pop culture and art and all that good stuff too. So well, sharing is love caring. That. Definitely. Well, let's recap again. A Kamikaze Expo is November 5th and 6th in Los Angeles, 2011 of this year. Kamikaze Expo can be found at Kamikaze, spelled with a K. That's C-O-M-I-K-A-Z-E-Expo.com. Kamikaze Expo. And if you want to keep up with Reggie online, um, her Twitter name is Dow R for Reggie. Is that right? Yes. That, that's right. And then you can also buy your tickets to Kamikaze Expo. They're only $12, or for a two-day pass, it's only 20 So champagne show, beer price. And stay listening to always to Sarah T, because she's, <laughs> she's the coolest. She's so cool. Oh, <laughs> and, um, that's yeah. great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And please um, come to Kamikaze Expo. Everybody is welcome. We are a show for everybody. There's we have that Japanese philosophy. We literally have something for everyone at our show. So, Absolutely. And I will be there all. with a big smile on my face, and especially if you bring me peeps, um, any assorted gummy candy or bows. I like all those things, so bring them to me at Kamikaze Expo. November. And Sarah, Sarah has her fifth and sixth, and Sarah has a, a booth there. So come drop by and get her comic book. It's pretty cool. So. 
and bring her peeps. Actually, you know, I have a I have a little case of peeps. They they sent me a They're case. They're so disgusting, they wanted, but I love they wanted them. To, they wanted to sponsor us or something. So I have, oh, like, really? a, a fat case. Yeah, you want them? Because, like, I don't eat them. Yeah, I do. You know what I love about them is the seasonal ones. And you, everyone should go look at YouTube videos of peeps and microwaves because I could look at those for hours. I'm, I want to like get the peep and resin. Yes. Seriously, have you seen the peep jewelry? To, yeah, peep jewelry, peeps and resin, peeps and microwaves, slow motion. Just you gotta watch it on YouTube. I'm not. A, I'm not. Joking. Well, do it. Yeah, Reggie. Should I call you Reggie or Regina? I call you Reggie, right? You well, you know what? I professionally I'm Regina, but I'm Regina. not very professional. I, I go by Reggie all the time, and I, I prefer Reggie. But it's just when I introduce myself to like a big company, I go, "Hi, I'm Reggie." Like they don't take me serious. I have to say Regina, but as Regina. they get to know me, I just say, "Call, call me Reggie." It's just as bad as right. when I wear like my monster hat. But it's I like Reggie. Right. I, I per, call me Reggie. I, I, we're right. on, we're, it's like. I'm mean, Papa Gino or, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll have you on again soon. Um, and Yay. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy, Sarah. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you, guys, everyone, so much for joining me. I'm in the last 30 seconds of the show. Uh, tune in next week, uh, every Wednesday from 3 p.m. East Coast, noon west. Sarah T. Time. Weekly podcast with Sarah T. Go ahead, too. Oh, nice.